0: Hey folks, welcome to, welcome back to Go Black Boy Go. I'm your host Jalen, which I just realized I never really say my name on the podcast. Um, I guess you guys, I guess I assume that you guys know my name. I don't know. Anyway, um, welcome back to Go Black Boy Go. I'm Jalen. I'll say that again. And I am alive. Um, and I say that because Uh, literally the whole West coast is on fire and I guess, I mean, it's not that it's a normal thing because it's not a normal thing, but the way that a lot of people have dealt with it, um, have made it seem like it's normal. So, um, I've been fleeing, uh, literally all last week I was staying in hotels with, me, my roommate, and my partner, and then me and my partner went to Vegas, and we we're gonna go to the, my dad's, but we had to come back for his um, orientation, which was on Tuesday, and we thought they were gonna cancel it because we thought that the air quality was still bad. It is, it is still hazardous. Um, it was in, it was in the six hundreds when we left, but now it's in the three hundreds. So there's, so there's, so it went from off the charts hazardous to uh, still hazardous. Um, but anyway, yeah. So he he had to, we had to come back for that because you know it's just a little smoke, and people still gotta work, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I'm still stuck on that the the fact that these fires are happening and it just like it gets talked about on the news a little bit. And then they move on to coronavirus or the election. And it's just very stressful because when we were first watching, we weren't getting much information about the fires. It seemed like the fires were getting closer and closer and closer. The sky was this uh, orange color that I've never seen the sky do before. Um, And it was just... It was just very scary, and it's and it's already gloomy here because it rains a lot, um, but just that orange cloud of smoke that was just over um, the whole state, but over where um, I was living, um, where I live, uh, it, it was just too much, and it was hard to ignore, and so I'm glad we were able to get away for a little bit Um, and now, now we have an air purifier. So I feel much, much better about staying here when we were here, when it first started happening, it was very, very hard to breathe. And we were, um, concerned that, you know, if, if the fire didn't get us, the smoke was going to get us. So I'm glad we were able to take a break and, get through that but i'm still very very confused at how people are just chilling when all of this shit is going on i i really don't get it but i guess that's just the west coast feel anyway um so i was i am supposed to be taking my exams currently but because of coronavirus and um really the fires um i th- i think because when i told the uh when i when i when i spoke to a professor about um why i wasn't responding to emails about breath exams and things like that i was like yeah there's a fire going on yeah, i mean it, I, am i not is this like is this the only thing that i'm seeing but i i i don't know uh, i i'm sure this person lives in ac so That's probably why, Um, which is another reason why I think uh, is particularly for black graduate students, we need more financial support so that we can live in uh, environments that aren't going to kill us um, or that so that we can, um, you know, further support ourselves when things like this happens, because, um, yeah, I don't. I'm not someone who has financial support from my family. Um, I pretty much take care of myself, but, um, yeah, it just, things like with the fires going on, it was just scary. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm supposed to be taking my exams. Um, I decided to waive the written portion, um, and so now I'll do basically a, short presentation answering the question that I would have got for the for the written portion in the oral portion of the exam so I get to do it all in one sitting which I think is good and I get to speak out my thoughts on it instead of having to write it um I was really dreading having to write 10 pages um two 10 page papers in two weeks in, in a week um I was really dreading that just because um I don't know. I hate academic writing. (laughs) I really, I, it's just, I, I don't like it. And I know that it's for those exams, you have to write it in that kind of like formula. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad I, I don't have to do that anymore. And then I can just speak, speak it out in my, my regular way. Um, yeah. So my exams are now set for the second or third week of October. Um, and so, um, I I'll, I'll, I guess I'd just be looking forward to that. So, uh, this is the final episode of the season. The podcast has been going on for two years and I am, I didn't, first of all, I don't really celebrate things like that for some reason, like my two year, anniversary i guess was really in may but i'm just now saying something about it in september um so that just lets you know where my mind is uh during this pandemic but i'm very grateful that i've been able to still produce episodes and um bring on guests which was something i never would have done um Pre-corona, just because I didn't think I, I didn't really know how to do long distance interviews. I mean, I used Zoom a few times, but um, now I'm dependent on uh, Zoom and other kind of uh, online uh, platforms where I can uh, have remote interviews. And so, um, yeah, I really like doing the interviews I don't really like doing the solo episodes because I just get on here and ramble, and I I don't think people want to hear that, but um, if you do, good for you, <laughs> um, but yes, um, I, I really like doing the guest interviews, and so I want to do more of those in the future, and I want to start doing... Uh, solo episodes where I talk more specifically about my thoughts on uh, a particular film or TV show. So kind of like what I did with Will, where we talked about Drag Race, we'll continue to do that again when Drag Race comes out again. I don't know if they're going to be filming because of uh, the pandemic, but um, yeah, so... I th- I think yeah, I think I'm going to do more stuff where I talk about TV shows and movies that I find interesting and just kind of like think about them, like how they were received when they came out or um any kind of like themes or commentary I I see them having. So, um I want to do more of that stuff and I think the reason why I was dreading solo episodes because um, I just don't really know what to talk about. I'm still trying to figure out if I want my podcast to be just you know me interviewing people or if I want a mix of just me and me interviewing people. I know that it was originally um i originally made it to i was th- i was thinking about it in the what was that the third person as if uh I, as if I didn't do it anyway um, <laughs> Uh, I I know that the podcast was, see, I did it again. I know that I created, oh yeah, that's like passive voice, which, um, a professor told me I talked in. Anyway, um, I know that I created the podcast to follow my journey through graduate school and I still want to do that, but graduate school is just so annoying. It's so ghetto and I don't want to talk about it. So, um, You know, I I really don't have the energy to uh, get on and recount some uh, fucked up thing that happened to me in class. A good thing I don't have to physically be in class um, now or but but still have to do, you know, zoom class. But I'm excited for the actually, no, I'm not excited to be taking classes now because I don't think I, I don't even want to be taking classes right now. I want to finish my degree and graduate and leave this side of the country um, or the country in general, America's anyway. Um, But yeah, I, I I'm ready to graduate. And so I think right now I am in go mode. And so I'm just going to do whatever I got to do to uh, get these credits and get out of here and get my degree because, um, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not fucking with academia right now. I have said this before, but I don't know. How did I get on this? I was talking about Patreon and then I got on anyway. Um, I don't know if I want to be a professor. I don't know if I want to be in academia, just seeing how it continues to, to run when the earth is on fire Literally, um, or, or this side of the country is on fire. And then <laughs> I just got an email from a professor that said, well, I hope the fires, uh, I hope the only thing from the fires that you, that you, uh, I hope the only thing that you experienced from the fires were, was the poor air quality, but let me know if, if anything else is going on. And I'm just like, the, the only thing is the poor, the poor air quality that should be enough. But it's like i I g- yeah, again, like mo like every industry in America right now, everybody gotta go to work, so I mean, that's just capitalism for you, um I don't know why, I guess I'm shocked that academia runs that way, um, but I don't know why I wouldn't think it did, I don't. yeah, wouldn't think it did, I don't think that is. Anyway. <laughs> I I see this is why I don't do the damn solo episodes because when I when I get on here and talk myself I can't cover up the fact that I'm I'm spiraling out of control, but it's 2020, so I I can do that, right? And I'm grateful for the people that I've spoken to on the podcast and people that I know, people that I want to meet and um yeah, I'm I'm grateful for just learning from those people. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that out of this very interesting time, I can explore more creatively and just, just live the life that I want to live. I've always been a creative. I've always wanted to be a creator. Um, I've always been interested in filmmaking and playwriting. Uh, playwriting, <laughs> we're just gonna say playwriting. <laughs> um, I've always been interested in, in filmmaking and playwriting, um, but I've never given myself a full opportunity to just really explore those things. And i I think when I really got to graduate school, I really just let go of all those things. Um, and I, I returned to this constantly because I really, I, I thought that my mouth is getting watery now. Um, I thought that I couldn't do, um, the things that I loved just because I was in school. Um, and it's just, it's just really odd. It's just really absurd to me that, um, that was, a, a something that I thought, but maybe it was something that, Academia makes you think maybe I can just blame everything on academia, which I have no issue with doing um yeah okay that that that's enough i I think that's enough. I don't even know what I was talking about anymore, so y'all are just <laughs> y'all are getting my raw feelings about how I feel about being a student right now, also, if you are a student right now, like an undergrad or a grad student, but especially an undergrad, please, please, please take care of yourselves take breaks um don't stress out about classes you like i like i know a lot of students that i've taught uh at here um they were telling me about how they had all these exams and all these quizzes uh pretty much to make up for the fact that they weren't physically in school um I know it's happening on the elementary level too because um i I have a little sister and and she was telling me about all the work that they have to do too so um if you're a student um during this time, just please, 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 take care of yourself um find something interesting to do reality t v has been an escaped world for me, so Find something that you like to do um, and just focus on that when you're not doing school, if you're able to. Um, Yeah, I just want to say that. So in honor of two years of the podcast, I want to share with you guys the very, very, very first interview podcast thing I ever did. Um, So I did this in 2017 when I was a senior in college. It was for one of my um, audio production classes um, at the University of Montevallo. And um, this little episode thing that I made was originally for an assignment based on like so the assignment was I was supposed to do like a three minute show and include um like uh, certain it was like certain requirements we had to have it was basically like a short little radio segment um and in the episode in total ended up being like seventeen minutes and um we talked about um me and my guest talked about the n word and you know who who debates about who can say it, who can use it and um I had. A black person, a black man, and a white man, um, and these were two of my fraternity brothers, and so it's a very interesting conversation. And I recently rediscovered it, uh, going through my hard drive, and um, want to share it because the this kind of format is exactly where I think the show is moving. Like I want to have more conversational things. I want to talk about uncomfortable subjects, and you know. It be funny and it be humorous. And it also be serious and you also learn something from it. Because the way that I approach things is through things through humor. Because life is just <laughs> life throws so many uh things at you. Um if, if we haven't figured that this out yet. And um I I my humor literally saved me because literally when uh, danger is coming, I, I just snap into, uh, joke mode, because it, it's just, it's just like a defense mechanism, but it's also, like, to keep me not from crumbling under pressure, or, or going into the deep of it, uh, deep abyss of, um, darkness that can happen, yeah, so, that's what I want to continue doing, um, I'm going into my third year of my PhD. I will be done with my PhD in two years. I know I have three more years of funding. I'm going to do it in two. I don't want to be here for too much longer. I don't like this area. It's just not. I don't think it's good for me. I'm too far away from my family, and the white people are just fucking crazy. Um, and I just I don't have time. I moved out of Alabama for this shit. I left Alabama because I thought I was leaving racists. And little did I know, I I came right into the epicenter of racism and white supremacy. That is Oregon. That is Oregon. Anyway. Thank y'all for listening to this oddly. I was trying to think of another adjective. I can't think of one. Thank y'all for <laughs> thank y'all for listening to this podcast. Um even if you sit through a few minutes of it or skip around, which I recommend you do. Like this episode I, rec- I recommend you skip around because I've just been talking and rambling for 20 minutes. Um thank you guys so 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 much for supporting this season of the podcast. I've gotten I've gotten my, my listens have grown. Oh, I'm talking about myself, but I'm talking about the podcast. My listens have grown. Um, I'm now, I've reached my five. I think it's, I think it's surpassed this, but I've reached my 5,000, uh, download milestone, which is huge for me. I, yeah, I, I just seeing that the podcast is growing just seeing that more and more people are listening to it, um, has been just so, so rewarding to me. And it just keeps me wanting to keep on creating more content. That's why I'm doing the Patreon. Um, and that's why I'm going to change around the format a little bit, just so it's just easier for people to listen to because, i i love doing this i love talking to people and i love interacting with people who listen to the show so um i've gotten yeah, people have reached out to me thank you guys for reaching out to me and tell me um how you're doing one and and that you like the podcast there's something weird happening in my throat it's like mucus or something anyway um yes thank y'all for listening um Thank you, Samson McCormick, for uh, coming on the show and 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 letting me interview you and 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 talk to you about your life in comedy. Like that was, I, I'm I'm so I find it so surreal that I had that conversation um, because uh, Samson McCormick has always been a, a comedian that I have followed and. um Yeah, I just never thought I would get an opportunity to talk to him. And I'm going to do it again in season three. And lastly, um, I just want to say, like, season three is going to be good. It is going to be much better than season two. And from now on, I just want to keep improving. Mainly for myself, but also for you listeners, because you deserve that from me. I hope you guys enjoy this. Thank you once again for listening to season two. And I hope to. I won't necessarily see you, but I hope you'll hear from me again in season three. And. Yeah, everyone take care of yourselves. And find something find some find a project to do that you've always wanted to do but never had time to do because of whatever excuse you had right now time time is a construct you have all the time in the world now maybe if you're not working uh, or having to physically go to work um but yeah find find a project to do um find a show to watch that's long like i'm gonna try to get through i'm gonna get through big brother like all the seasons um just because i i need something else to binge I, i just binged weeds i just finished weeds um so now i'm gonna do that with big brother um so yeah find find something fun to do and yeah find something that makes you feel good really that's my wish for you guys. Okay. Final goodbye for this season. Enjoy the first rendition of this podcast. Um and I will see you all in October if everything goes well. Welcome to a word at the table where me and a few guests sit down and talk about a controversial word. Today, we'll be discussing probably the most controversial word of them all, the N-word. Historically, the word nigger has been used as a racial slur to refer to black people. But now, in our modern times, the word nigga has been a response to the word that has oppressed black people. But it becomes a little dicey with the popularity of rap music and the popularity, uh, inadvertently, of the word nigga. It seems that some people can say it and some people can't. What me and my guests try to do is open up a conversation about the word and hopefully bring a little understanding on both sides. This is A Word at the Table. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, I have my guest with me. Can you guys both introduce yourselves?
1: Hey, I'm Piantez Mitchell. I'm a junior here in
0: Montevallo.
2: I'm Isaac Devine, I'm a sophomore here at the University of Montevallo. All
0: right, so before we get into it, um, I wanna brief my guests that we're gonna be discussing the, w- the N-word, what, is your, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I use the N-word on a daily basis. I do not use the N-word on a daily
0: basis. What, what, first of all, what, what N-word are we talking about?
1: Neighborhood, like what, what are we talking about? We talking about nigga. Okay, nigga or nigger or? We talking, I'm talking about nigga cause nigga is friendly, nigger is too much.
2: Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Uh, I think as a white person, I don't use either of them cause uh, just for safety sake but I would agree with the one with the hard R as it's commonly referred to, is definitely a derogatory term, while the one without the hard R seems to be a very friendly and colloquial term.
0: Okay, so um, let me get my timer ready, and I will just let you guys go at it. So,
1: ready, set, go. All right, so when I say nigga, I'm usually talking about my friends, the people I hang out with, or like just generally anybody that I feel comfortable with is my nigga. And so I feel like black people as a whole can say that because it was used against us so long that we are just taking it back and being like, okay, this is what y'all did to us. We're going to take it back and spin it a different way. Yeah, I
2: would uh, definitely agree with that sentiment. I personally uh, don't use the word at all because of that whole systematic uh, oppression and power that the word is associated with um in both forms of its uses uh the n word is just such a divisive word that i think as white people we need to understand the position that we're placed in and understand the usage of this word is not for us um because of the way we have taken it and used it against people so
1: how do you feel when white people use the n word
2: i think it's horrible i do not appreciate white people using well, N-word. well what about
0: in song like in a song like like so, do you like rap music, Isaac? I do like Who, rap music. White, by the way,
2: I do like rap music. So,
0: so what about like the story of OJ? You know, house nigga, this nigga, this nigga, this nigga. What, like, what do you? It's think a, of? it's a
2: good song. I just don't sing it. I appreciate. It. I listen to it. I think it has a what great message. I don't sing that it.
0: have like only they say nigga only one time.
2: I wouldn't say it there either.
0: What if the beat like went really hard? Like,
2: like, would you? I I think I think the like sometimes it's
1: hard not to say it, but I I believe I believe they shouldn't say it just because like it's our word and like rap music is our music, so like. We just use rap music to express the views that we have as black people sometimes.
2: Context context doesn't fix the situation. Context is important but what it doesn't do is excuse the language. Um, just because it's in a song does not give us the right to say it.
0: So like when you when you hear it in a song, do you just like block it out? Like I mean, yeah, like I try and think ahead and I try and think,
2: okay, where is the N word place in this song? Do you do so do you look and, up
0: the lyrics of the song? I mean
2: no, situation? I'm not I'm not gonna go that far. Uh I think I can you can pretty much tell in a period of a song when it's coming or if you've listened to it enough times you know where it's at and you know what
1: to do. Oh no, sometimes the song will surprise you. I you know well, there's a nigga here.
0: There's a nigga there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Niggas everywhere. Oh shit. Well, what about and, Oh no, that brings up another thing of like I always find it uncomfortable to laugh when uh, the work, when that word gets thrown about um, in jokes and stuff. It always is a wonder of like, what can I? Oh, sorry, uh, what. Can I laugh at what? Can not I laugh at? In so like,
0: to if Tess was like, oh y'all my niggas, and then you're like, ha ha ha, that's funny, or oh you a dumb nigga for? Polo I Polo would Polo Polo.
2: never say that. First, not of all. saying
0: you would say. to another yeah. black
1: person. Like if I just walk up yeah, and yeah, say, well no, you a dumb a word nigga, and then like it's everybody thinks yeah, no, it's funny. But like I understand it, it, what white you, people be uncomfortable with laughing at that he just called him a dumb nigga. get nigger. that? Can you, I laugh at that? <laughs> you
2: get that like hesitant, just like <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you don't. It's funny, but yet it also you know it go it goes back to it's
1: like, will I be racist for laughing?
2: Exactly. Will I be racist? There. I think there is a slight disconnect between um, what is just the blatant racism, which is just straight up saying the n word. So, nigger. Versus I've been, nigger.
1: I've been in situations where I said something. And it was supposed to be funny to only the black people because only the black people were and supposed. Then to, the white people and know. then some of the white people laughing. We all That's the black people as a whole stopped laughing and just looking at them like what y'all thought was funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, but I think there's I think there's a disconnect because sometimes we don't.
0: No. We
2: don't understand what necessarily mm-hmm. what is solely belonging to you all versus the blatant stuff. I mean, the subtle stuff is very hard sometimes for us to pick yeah, up on. Definitely. Um and because. It's not that we want to be racist. It's just we have never been taught the actual way so to avoid it. So if someone
0: were to say like, "Hey, what you did and said mm-hmm. was racist," how do you think you would receive that?
2: I think for me, the at least for me personally, I would be personally, I would be very thankful of that because I, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think that would be very helpful I not can, only in my professional life but in my personal life. Yeah, I think
0: I, I think I think I can understand like because I always hear people like oh like everybody's saying like everything's racist now mm-hmm. and then like on the other side it's like people are more offended to get called racist mm-hmm. than they are be to racist, like yeah. be racist so like I can understand both sides. I'm of course on the black side just cause <laughs> that's who I am. Um, but I can under I can definitely understand how like. Um, I guess complicated like race relation mm-hmm. in America is so. Um, so have you, being from Tennessee, have you heard the hard er before?
2: many times, many 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 many. Like times. in reference, I've, in, I've heard family members even in reference uh,
0: to talking about the yes. black people yes like what and what context like talking about like them taking our jobs like what type of
2: well typically the relation is. Uh, that's the, in community, that lives out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so they say that's the nigger community. Yeah, I've heard like, that this one. This is the
2: unsafe neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going my doors when we driving by. Oh. Of- uh, I've been in cars where locked doors have happened. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. my job, my job consists of a lot of, and, um, so, so I've, they just, I've they heard just, all that. It of. just
0: flow. It just flows like my job consists of a lot of niggers. Like they're here and there, blah blah it, blah.
2: Flowing, I don't think is the correct word, but it's thrown around with almost a carelessness. There's this hint of guilt and a hint of maybe tepidation, as they say it, but it is thrown around without enough to make you stop and not do it, if that makes sense.
0: So, and did this occur when you were younger, or does it still occur? Oh, it still
2: occurs now. I think... Younger, I wouldn't have noticed. So, as much what do you so do, do
0: when they when they just drop a nigger every now and then? Like, what do you what do? You do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I just, when you said drop a nigger, I was just thinking, like, just somebody dropping a, <laughs> dropping a nigger. <laughs> I just kind of laugh at that. Yeah, you can <laughs> Um <laughs> This is your family. But, oh my God. Man.
2: I mean, there's only so much that you can do and sometimes
1: in those situations because yeah i think they're in those situations that is one of those like this is a product of my upbringing because if like your grandparents throwing out niggas all day every day that's what they was raised around and like even like i can't like it's i can't change their mind but it is a product of their upbringing and it's like this it's not too much we can do but we can talk to them about it we can't give up 100%, 100% but it's something we can't do. We can't talk to them.
2: I mean my great grandmother up till the day she dies used the use n-e-g-r-o It's one speaking about uh, negro. negro. Oh, negro. Mm-hmm. They can consistently negro. used it.
0: Cuz I guess in the Back time, ben, yeah, was, I mean then she I mean yeah,
2: she was born people. she was born in the 20s. Yeah. Grew negro. up through there. I mean she, yeah, she that's all she knew. That is all she knew.
1: Yeah. That Hey, like it, we got so many damn names for black people. Like hell is, like it felt like if you called me a name that they called back in the olden days, it's damn racist. Because somebody called me color in my sociology class, uh-uh. and I was like, uh-uh. like it went. It felt it wouldn't have been racist had he said it in another time. But like, and it shouldn't. I felt like it shouldn't have been racist, but I did feel like. The, why did you call all me colored?
2: And that's where and that's where I feel like I mean, just to provide the white person perspective on that, I think sometimes sometimes yes, it is blame. Yeah. Sometimes white like people have been way.
1: white since the day it started. So, but I
2: mean like I think sometimes the terminology changes mm-hmm. over time so many times. I mean, there have been times I've been like, Well, what when referring to this should I use African American? I know some people don't like that. Uh uh, should I say black? But I know sometimes that offends people because that's not who a good is, generalizing term. Offend, so, who
1: does black offend? black Like black do offend some people because some black people. Black offends say, black people to you? Yeah, like not to me, but I know black people. Like, I'm not black. I'm African American. No, I'm, I'm, like I'm not black. I don't. I don't like the term.
0: I don't like the term African American just because okay. like we're ever like okay. We're so, not from yeah, yeah. If we are from Africa, what part of Africa are we from? Mm-hmm. Like it's
1: just. I, I, I like black because it's this is white like, people who African American because they
2: come from Africa. Well, and, yeah. well they, and, the, and the historical reasoning for that, I mean, that's a very um, nuanced way of viewing it. But I mean, immediately the arrival of slavery into Americas, I mean, that community developed and a lot of that tribal instinct was lost. Right. That is where the rise of the term mm-hmm. African American, because nobody would refer to them as the Ubuntu people. As the, oh, as, so the heir, so as, as the as the air as the people control. of
1: air the big that's actually people. what if you ever um, heard the term homeboy that's what slaves use yeah. when they would talk about people from their immediate yeah from their tribe yeah from their immediate yeah you know, like grunts yes. so, yeah oh
0: that's cool yeah so I don't know A historical perspective yeah, yeah it's yeah it's definitely historical and it's definitely very interesting okay well, well how do you feel like how do you feel when people say like Oh, we can say it but y'all can't. I think you sort of answered that test Like it's it's our word, like like, you mm-hmm. know, you when you say, you know, when you say it it means a certain way, but when I say it it means a different way. Like mm-hmm. I thank think you I think you pretty much.
1: So uh in about twenty seconds, give like your final thoughts on it. Um, I'm gonna continue to say nigga on a daily basis. So I will continue. My, my views is just as long as you use it in the friendly way, you're using it the right way. If you're using it to talk about people, then that's the wrong way to use nigga. I think we can wrap it up there. Uh, Alrighty. Um,
0: so thank you guys for coming out today to discuss this word. And um, any last words before we, we wrap it up?
1: i want to say something real stupid, so I'm not going to say it. No, go ahead and say it. You know the song, nigga, nigga. What song is that? I'm 100% nigga. You ain't mm. never heard
2: that? Mm-mm. It's so funny. I'm 100% nigga. Isaac, you look
0: uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm
1: just here so I don't get fined.
0: Oh. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. As I wrap up this podcast, I can only think about the words that I heard from James Baldwin in the movie I Am Not Your Negro. I think it really sums up the absurdity of having such a word exist in our history. We have invented the nigger. I didn't invent it. White people invented it. I've always known, I had to know by the time I was 17 years old,
1: what you were describing was not me, what you were afraid of was not me. It had to be something else. You had invented it. So it had to be something you were afraid of you invested me with i've always known that i'm not a nigger but if i am not the nigger then who is the nigger
0: thank you for listening to this podcast if you liked it give me a thumbs up on facebook next time i will have two more guests on to give their thoughts on another word bitch This is A Word of the Table. Thank you for listening. A Word of the Table was produced at the University of Montevallo in Strong Hall.